Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 243. This week um, is going to be a rewind, or this episode is going to be a rewind episode, um, just because... I recently, on one of my Facebook groups, which I'll put down on the bottom, I have several Facebook groups, which we talk about as basketball, but on a regular basis, um, I put something about shot clock, and I have gotten a huge amount of responses about pros and cons and whether we should have a high school shot clock or not. So um, I thought this would be a good spot. I think I, I, think I published this episode uh, about a year ago. So I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish, our sponsor. If you're looking for a shooting machine, the best one on the market, uh, mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off. Also, what a great Christmas present would teachhoops.com be. Um, this podcast, uh, Teach Hoops, allows us to do this podcast and not put it under, the, under our membership site. It allows us to do a lot of different things. So go over and check out teachhoops.com. I can't imagine a better Christmas present to yourself and to join our basketball community, free resources, all sorts of great stuff. So go over and check it out. Um, and let's listen to uh, our observations about the shot clock and halves in high school basketball. So we can take some time in here. So I have a, I have a little segment, which I call leave it, change it, or replace it. All right. All right. So halves, would you leave it? Would you change it? Or would you replace it? I'm leaving it. I think it's uh, sped up the game quite quite well in the state. I think it really transitions um, in terms of flow of game, gets more guys in. You're, you can play eight or nine deep now. Even if you don't have eight or nine, you can get those nine kids in and not feel like I'm not making hockey changes. So, right. Leave, leave no, it. I think it was – I think to be honest with you, I think – and this goes – this will lead into the next one, which we'll talk about with the shot clock. I think, I think halves – I think halves did something. So I think there was a reason behind the change. I think, I think the WI or whoever made the decision to go from quarters to halves, which there's a, there's a little bit of me that's not happy that we're not a voting member anymore of the rules body because we changed that. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, the, I think the reason behind it was the flow of game and more kids would get to play. Okay. I, I totally get that, and I totally get why we did do it. We want more kids to play, and we want better flow of game. I would love another timeout at some point. Um, you know, when you go to the state tournament, you have a timeout every three minutes. Oh, yeah. 
So they're not really worried about flow of games. But anyway, that's a different, that's a different story. So that's the first thing. And, and if you think back to when the three-point line came in, why did the three-point line come in? Sure, they wanted to increase the scoring, but they also wanted to spread the courts. Because, I mean, you weren't around. You weren't around. I was playing at that time. It was in college at the time when it, when it got implemented at the college level. And it was basically allowing – otherwise, everything was so cramped in that, you know, um, so it was to spread the court out. Totally get it, okay? So this, go, this leads into the shot clock. And I don't, I don't think I have to ask you whether you want to leave it, change it, or replace it. Um, but, you know, what's your feeling on the shot clock? Let's have a, let's have a serious shot clock discussion. Well, you know, I wrote the article for you a couple months right. ago, and I was really passionate about this subject when this kind of came out because really this when this gets in uh, kind of getting in the swing of things, it's where hopefully I'm looking for a head coaching job at the right program. But I'm just kind of worried on I'm, – I'm a little against it, to be honest. Um, not really sure. Being a lower level coach, I have some concerns about how that's going to transition to – how those guys are going to transition to the varsity level. Um, right. I don't think there was a pace of play problem. And outside of a couple games in Green Bay, the Fox Valley, there's really not a lot of stalling. Right. So, so I, I, think, I, think the, I think the question is, why are we changing it? And their the, the number one argument is the delay, slow pace of game. You know, and I just haven't heard a lot of other arguments besides that. There's not a talk about scoring the ball. There's not – I mean, I coached in one of the better conferences in Woodland. and Right. I mean – being a three-win team last year, I could see some games where it's going to get ugly for some of those schools that are struggling to get kids to come out, right? Um, uh, stay competitive, quicker, more shots. If, if their arguments really is more shots and more points, then you're going to see a bigger disparity. And well, I think you're going to see a bigger disparity, and I think you're going to see kids that can't. <laughs> there's different levels. I mean, there's going to, and they're not. We're not just talking about the boys' level. We're talking about the girls' level. What's going to happen with the tens? All of the games are going to become very similar. Here's my thing: is we're whitewashing, we're we're making everything the same. Do we really want to be like the college and the NBA game? First of all, second of all, only one percent of the kids that actually play high school basketball are ever going to play college basketball. So don't talk to me about preparing them for the next level because they're not going and playing in their rec leagues on Tuesday nights with a shot clock. <laughs> so it just seems silly to me. Um, can kid? What's gonna? I think. I think there's. I think there's lots of questions. There's questions about do the officials want it? Are the officials going to be able to manage it? Is the person at the table going to be able to manage it? Are the kids being able to? Are they going to be able to create shots with ten seconds to go and the shot clock's winding down? What's going to happen? Everyone's going to come and set a ball screen. It's going to be the exact same stuff. There's going to be horrible shots taken. I mean, I. I mean, I've talked to a friend in Rhode Island. He tells me it's just horrible. Um, so I'm not sure what the rush is to implement it. I'm not sure, you know, on top of the, ex- the expense and the person having to run it, person having to run it, I think, is a huge issue. <laughs> um, and I think that along with the officials. The expense thing, okay, I can see that they're not, they're not necessarily needing that. But I just don't see the reason behind it. I don't see what it's going to do to the game of basketball in the state of Wisconsin. I mean, I had a slow-up team last year. People came up to me and said our point game was one of the most exciting, one of the best games they saw at the tournament. It was. I mean, it wasn't a fast-paced game. It was two really good basketball teams just going at it, head-to-head. Looking for Um, good shots. And, you know, um, Coach uh, Ladger, i got to give him some points on this one. We were talking at the clinic, and it's going to turn into who has the best player, you know, who has the best player instead of the best team. Up in VRAM, we have 
pretty good team basketball. Um, right. We have a good mix of kids, but we don't we don't have the high D one kids. Right. How is that going to affect the teams that have three or four pretty good players who can't get to the state tournament now? Because uh, um, there's a kid from Whitnell like Tyler Hero who holds the ball till the last three seconds and get a bucket every time. Um, right. I'm, I think some of the problems is going to be everyone's going to have token pressure. You talked about whitewashing the game. Everyone's going to go two, two, one or some kind of full court man. And by the time they get into something, there's going to be 20 seconds. You play right. a little trap. Right. It's 10, 15. Then right. What kind of shots are you getting for a low level program? Um, right. The argument of better basketball is, I, I don't think a lot of kids realize. And I know some of the arguments of, have you asked your players about this? I right. don't think a lot of kids realize how hard it is to get a shot that quick. That quick. And, and the thing is, here, here's the issue I have. If, they're, if they want to do it, and I know this is, wouldn't really work, my son's going to be a senior the first year it's implemented, if it's implemented in 2020. He is never going to have played in it, ever. He's not going to have played in it as a freshman. He's not going to have played in it as a sophomore. He's not going to play it as a junior. And you're just going to, I mean, so it's only for the varsity level, which is what's crazy to me. It's like, it's, you know, why isn't that, why you're not, impl- if you think it's such a great thing, why aren't we implementing it for everybody? You, you, you didn't only implement the, the three-point line for varsity, you know. <laughs> and that's what I'm kind of concerned with, the lower level. Now do I have to teach kids to take quicker shots? I'm going to have games that are 24 to 20 then. If we, put a, if we even put a shot clock at the lower level, we're going to have a lot of missed shots because, you know, sometimes my guys can barely get across half court because they're right. really getting us with pressure and we have a pretty good ball handler, but we have one good ball handler. They take them away. Then what do you do? Right. Um, I just don't know how many kids can score isolation. And that's great that college kids, I see a lot of college um, basketball yes. players kind of in support of this, but yeah. So, so, so great. The, the 11 division one basketball right. players right. in the state every year, whatever we, we have, if we have a good year, right. yeah, right. whatever we have. Great. It's good for them, <laughs> but it's not good for the other tens of thousands of kids playing high school basketball. Um, and again, do I think it's eventually going to come? Yes. I do. I do. I, but I don't think we should be rushing into it, especially when we just implemented the halves. You know, the statistician in me says, let's work the halves out. Let's make sure. And, and, I, and I think it's a, it was probably a good move. I think it was probably good for basketball. Yeah. But I don't know. We've only done it for a couple of years. Let's see, how it, let's see how it pans out over the next, you know, four or five years. Um, people are surprised when we go around the country and we're playing halves because everyone else plays in quarters. Um, you know, and that's a lot of the argument. I did a lot of research and talking about that article. And um, a lot of schools or a lot of states that have impl- implemented the shot clock have not seen really any increase in scoring. Now, if you look at the state tournament games, I like, did some little bit of research. We went to halves in the quarterfinal games and the semifinal games. The final games, there's been a one-point increase. That's still pretty good. Um, right. That, that's a pretty good increase. I think we're going to see a lot of that um, as we see a little bit more. Um, competitive balance at state, I think that number is going to go up even more so this year um, with the pace of play and a lot of people running dribble drive. But I, I just don't see how a shot clock is going to fix the scoring problem. Um, I don't think enough research was done with that and how it really. And, and, and my and my whole discussion with it is, and this is this I'm a, I'm I'm working on my letter, my open letter to the board of controls. It's like it's basically fifty fifty, statistically significant. It's basically 50-50 from the coaches. Okay, so half want it, half don't. None of the ADs want it. (laughs) 80-20 is not 50-50. Not a lot of principals want it either. And not a lot of principals want it, and and districts don't want it, 
And it's going to be whether the board of controls actually listens to, to, to its members. Um, and I don't think the officials want it. I don't. I just don't. I, I can't imagine how many mess ups are going to be on that shot clock. Can and you imagine, they, they're in charge of it. The officials are in charge of it. Can you imagine, like, uh, the state tournament, you're watching it, and probably, like, 10, I don't know how many people watch the state tournament. Right. 10,000 people are watching it, and the shot clock goes out, or an, an official. Um, right. The few of them that we have left. And I never um, worry about the state tournament because they're going to probably hire somebody that's doing it for the Badgers at the state tournament. Right. I'm more right. worried about the sectional semifinal game that's in a gym of two, you know, you know. I've been on some. We I've been on some wrong ends as as a player and as a coach that um, it's hard to start. It's hard to start and stop the clock when the ref signals. And, you know, right. Nonetheless, to reset a shot clock. And the and thing is, the smaller districts I think are going to have issues because you can't have somebody doing something else and running the shot clock. No, they can't okay. do the scorebook and run the shot clock. They can't announce and do the shot clock. They no. can't keep the book and do the shot clock. I'm sorry, your one job is going to be running that shot clock. Um, the financial part of it too, Steve, a lot of, uh, rural districts and my mom teaches in a rural school district and I taught in a pretty city, uh, city conference in Milwaukee public schools. And a lot of those schools don't have booster clubs. Um, right. A lot of those schools don't want to drain their booster clubs. They want to get new uniforms for kids and be able to supply summer league supplies and get into tournaments in the summer to make better team basketball. A lot of schools don't want to drain their booster funds for this. Right. When, now it's, I don't even know if it's going to go in. A lot of schools have kind of ordered um, that shot clock. I think we have. Um, what are they going to do now if a bunch right. of schools have ordered them and now they say no? Because I know they're revisiting the issue in December. What do you think? I think it's going to get, I think it's going to get, I think they're going to put it on hold. I think they're going to too. And it's going to make even more, the people that were in support of the shot clock and the athletic directors that were the few, the few of them. Um, that bought them are going to be very angry at the WIA. I don't right. know what's going to happen. And, but, the, but either way, I think more people are going to be angry if they do do it. I do. I absolutely think that too. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, don't think that. I don't, I don't know. It, it came out of nowhere. In my opinion, it came out of nowhere. <clears throat> well, then um, something we, we talked about at the, at the association meeting up in the Dells last week is this was thrown in when the half survey was in. So the, the data was very old. I don't know where. Right. I mean, when I got that notification on Twitter this year, and it just came out of left field, to be honest. It came right. out of left field, and I was really surprised, and I was kind of angry at the time because I, I really do believe it's going to create a lot of competitive imbalance, the financial part, um, create less watchable basketball, um, and something that's really important to communities around Right, the and, it, and it's super easy to run halves because the kids are used to halves. They play AAU. They play summer basketball. Right. They do anything like that. They play halves. But I'm not convinced – they're going to have all these people running a shot clock in the summer. And then, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I, I just think we're putting, I mean, we, I don't think we had thought the process. Do I think maybe it will come at some point? Am I totally against it? I'm not a hundred percent against it. I just don't think the thought process went into it before, um, before the decision was made. That's my issue. Um, process is all about it it was very messy not a lot of people on the input and i think that's the first time something the board of control has ever passed without unanimous support um i just don't think something that costs so much is gonna that's not a, the best way to do it just kind of out of blue well and i don't think the people understand i don't think that all the all the members understand that the board of control is basically the final decision they can do whatever they want all those other right. votes leading up because i'm telling you division when we when we lost eight division one teams and 
in, in at the state tournament, they, right. they, it wasn't unanimous all the way through. It didn't pass all the way through by everybody. Um, but the, eventually the board of controls goes, nope, we want another division. <laughs> Done. You know, we're going to make right. Thursday Thursday where, you know, the, you should have cannon off in the, in the gym. And uh, there's, I mean, seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, I, it I have pictures of Thursday last year. It's like, okay, you, that's you. And, and the, they have to be losing money. They have to be losing money. You know, and without getting too off topic with that super Thursday, a lot of, I mean, even in Division Two, you had Kakana, Whitnell, Brown Deer, uh, who else is in that? Beaver Dam, Cedarburg, right. all in right. the same sectional. Right. I don't understand. That's another issue we can talk about sometime is how do you seed – I know football is looking into it, but seeding the co- the state as a whole instead of having – I mean, it was one, two, three, five teams. In the right, top right, right. And, and, they, and they want representation. They don't necessarily want – which, okay, I don't know how you ever seed the entire state because we can't be driving to Superior on a Tuesday. Right. I get that. I do get that part of it. Um, I, I personally think that while we're talking – I think the way to solve the entire problem – is go three divisions of eight each. Okay. Because, I mean, you, oh, you, you yeah. need less divisions rather than, this is the math teacher in me, we need less divisions, not more divisions, and we need to let more kids go. I mean, there's been some superior, like, uh, thinking off the top of my head in D5, Sam Decker, it would have been right. great to see him play against, like, uh, what, 2013 or 2014 right. Brown Deer team with right. Up- kids and yeah maybe but happens. but 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 you would decker's team maybe wouldn't have won it but they would probably right. have gotten there right and Absolutely. and and they would have been in the in the third division and they who knows you know they win three games in three days they maybe win it um right. or four days or whatever it is but i mean i think that's i think that's the solution to the problem is you know they're talking about this urban rural they're you talking know, about ask you that so you're really opposed to that then uh, well the urban rural doesn't affect us at all it it doesn't affect us at all i just think i think we i i I just have a problem with it i have a i i I have a problem with penalizing edgewood because they're in a big city don't penalize them because they're in a big city it's not like they're winning i mean it's even more extreme than the multiplier and i know they've talked about that and that's been in discussion right so many years but 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 if you do the three divisions of eight teams i think that takes care of a lot of it in the sense that okay where's dominican you know, Dominican when they had those teams, they they probably would have been Division Two, right? Yeah. If if we have one, two, three, they'd probably been two, which means they'd have gone against some really good teams. Would they have They're won it? Maybe, yeah. You know, um, they maybe still would have won it, but you know, I you know, it would it would give like like a lacrosse Logan, which is probably like a thousand kids, thousand. They, yeah. They'd probably still they'd probably be Division One, but they'd be playing in that part of the state. Right. You know, if you're taking if you're taking eight teams. They're not coming over and playing us. No. You know, maybe they're going to Eau Claire or something like that. But when you do it in eight division, eight teams get to go to the state tournament, your pockets can be, you know, you know. Even in that lacrosse area, I mean, just thinking about it, you'd have Anna, Alaska, Logan Central. Right. Had, Central's had some great teams, although Eau Claire. Teams, so Central could have Central could have easily won it great. last year. Oh, I mean, Central would have played with points. Uh, As I'm saying, so I don't know if they'd have been. I don't know if you broke how you'd break it up if they would have been one last year. But don't tell me the the good D two teams couldn't. I mean, Cedarburg would we would have had problems with all those D two teams. I would have loved to see a Woodland Big Eight kind of uh, mix up last year. I mean, if you look at that WBA right. All Star game, we had right. 
10 kids from Woodland East and Woodland West in that game. I mean, it would have been a great little matchup, a Woodland Big 8 matchup. Yeah. yeah I, would, I would argue with that, too. I think D2 is just as good as D1 last year. Right. Um, so that's why I'm saying I don't think, I don't think the multiplier and I don't think the urban rural is an answer. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I heard a lot of things about I, I, something I'd be interested in too is kind of going private division up at the state tournament and then public. Cause I know a lot of people up in uh, Prescott were a little bit um, angry about destiny's team. Um, right. Whatever. Um, I had been different about that. I know the destiny coach a little bit just from networking, but I mean, they played well. Uh, Prescott they had, had a, a great they had a great team the problem is the problem is we let them in we didn't need to lead them in with the in <laughs> so we're not gonna we shouldn't be my personal opinion is we shouldn't treat them different we let them in I mean right. from somebody that should be complaining I should be complaining about Stevens <laughs> Point in Germantown I right. mean seriously I don't know if anybody could have beaten them the last six seven years whatever no. they're really good so my point is I got to get better if I'm gonna beat them I, or, or we're not gonna beat them I mean, that's. I totally I'm, not, I'm not going to sit here going, oh, I wish we could beat point. Well, points real point beats a lot of Division really three teams. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to get my guys playing the best they can, and if we win, we win. Um, I, be, I believe Central and D two actually beat Stevens Point last year, right on their home court. So, yeah. I mean, so it's like I don't know. Beat, beat who's in front of you is my opinion. You know, absolutely. But the urban rural thing has so many connotations. It's like I I. Oh, I just don't think I, – first of all, I don't think it's going to pass. Um, With all due respect to Coach uh, Hickling uh, over at Lake Mills, I know he's one of the teams that will get moved down. I'm sure he'd love to get moved down to D4. Um, right. He was in the state tournament last year. Great team. Um, right. Again, going back to your argument with D3 or three divisions, they'd be a Division two, Division three team. I don't right. think there's really that big of a difference there. Um, but moving two of the teams down to Division four, and then moving like – Green Bay, NEW, Lutheran up to D3 makes no sense. Or right. Mass and Edgewood up to D2. I mean, the enrollment's not that much. They're 500. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's, it's just, it's wrong. And again, people could say Collins doesn't want the shot clock because look at his teams, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I mean, I'm telling you, my next, not, my next two or three years, shot clock ain't going to hurt me, my team. Stress right. me. But it, it's more about what's best for the game of basketball. Right. This whole urban rural thing it doesn't affects me zero. Um, I think I think self, selfishly you could say that, man. I know in 2012 when you had that team and we played you guys that you guys would have ran. We were competitive in the first half at Craig. I remember right. I, hit a couple, I hit a couple threes against Junior and you guys turned it up in the second half. I know for a fact if you guys would have had that shot clock, you could have won by about 60 points. I'm right. <laughs> right. So, so, so in really that win in that window, if the shot clock, if I, when I had like the drawn grip, if there had been a shot clock, we would just like I would literally got a recliner. Yeah. yeah, it would have been like you know. But what, what's the point? State, but yeah. it's not good for this whole entire state. My no, I don't think it is either. Team, but you know. I don't think it is. And again, this is my personal opinion and not the opinion of the Madison Metropolitan School District or Madison Memorial High School. There's my disclaimer. So no one can, no one can fire me. Anyway, I I know, I know our coaching staff kind of disagrees with us too. So (laughs) no, it's okay. It's like, that's what makes it fun. Um, all right, so I'm going to do my hey Everybody, I really hope you enjoyed that. I, I know I did. Again, those are my opinions. They're not the opinions of everybody else, like I said jokingly there, but it's true. Um, you know, this is my opinion. I, I have lots of opinions about decisions that are made, and what voice do I have other than to, to share my opinions? Um, 
on uh, on my podcast. So that's why I do it. And then hopefully we'll get some input. Maybe uh, follow us on Twitter at Coach Collins GMM um, or join our, our basketball community at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a mentor, if you're getting ready, I'm going to, I'm going to do something at tryouts. I think is going to be our next kind of big push. Um, so people want to get part of that community. There's a 14 day free trial. Go over and check us out at www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.